It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you. Thanks for stopping in. You're catching the Lawn and Garden Show here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashley Frasca, the traffic reporter Monday through Friday, putting on my garden cape for a Saturday morning. Sitting in for Walter Reeves. He's fine, just taking a Saturday off. So he has left me. He has assigned Mickey Gasway and Joe Lample to me and said, help her. She needs it. God knows she struggles. So they showed up early on a Saturday morning just for you, for you to call 404-872-0750. And Mickey, of course, we talk to you every week. Folks know they can find you at Pike Nursery. And tell us the location again. I'm at West, West Cobb is where I am. And then I'm usually they also, just there on the weekends. But if anybody needs a speaker for a garden club or for a HOA or I do church groups, I do everything. If you've got at least 10 people uh, and are within 10 miles of a Pike store, I'll come and talk to you. So that's perfect. You can see Mickey just about <laughs> anywhere. And you can see Joe on TV. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. PBS all over the country. And um we're going into our ninth season. We're in production wow, now, filming for Yay. shows that will air next year, and uh, rounding over 200 episodes Gee. of Growing will a Greener World. Will you do a big cake for 200? <laughs> I'll do a big anything okay. at, when we get to 200. That's a quite a milestone. That is. That's yeah, huge. we've been to some great places, and this this year. In the last month, we've been to some of the coolest places, and we've been to a lot of really neat places too. But um, it's just uh, a lot. There's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot out there. So we're scratching the surface still. Gardeners right. all over the country, yeah. just different styles and different things yes. that they're into. Now, how do you get tipped off or show ideas, or if someone's doing something really neat in other states? We state, we, we stay plugged out? in as much as possible. Thank God for social media mm-hmm. and news feeds and you know keyword searches and people that email us all the time good. and say, hey, what about this? And we've got a really good audience that kind of knows our vibe now and stays on the lookout for us. So we get some of our best shows from our viewers. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah social media makes that possible mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, find him on social media at Joe Gardner. Yeah. Right? And uh, growingagreenerworld.com as well. So we were talking earlier in the show, we've had a couple of great calls about bringing things in and going ahead and preparing for winterizing things and, and such, you know, citrus plants and whatever. So my my thing was my pineapple plant, my aloe plant, but another good one is a Christmas cactus That's that people right. are really starting to focus in on, of course, this time of year. Some bloom Thanksgiving, some bloom Christmas, but kind of tell us what your, what your cycle is on that, Mickey. I leave mine out. Usually I leave it out till my target date is Halloween. Um, as the days start getting shorter, the nights get longer, that's when it starts putting the buds on it. You can see the little buds at the end of the um, the leaves. And people always come in and say, well, my Thanksgiving cactus isn't blooming or my Christmas cactus isn't blooming. And that's the reason, because they need that shortening day mm-hmm. in order to form those buds. So that's why. So I would tell you, I, I don't think there's really anything you can do about it now because you can't leave it out after it gets freezing you got to bring it in before then but uh, put it outside in spring maybe in april put it out put it in a shady spot they're they're christmas cactus or jungle cactus they're not desert cactus so you need to put it outside in a shadier spot or maybe a little morning sun and leave it out until 
Halloween, and you'll have blooms. And you know what's neat about, uh, you talked about the shorter day length. Mm -hmm. So many plants are triggered by the length of daylight or, Mm -hmm. you know, how much darkness there is. And I love that because there's two things. They're triggered by temperature and daylight. Mm Mm-hmm. And temperature varies so much, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's all over the map, you know, from one season to the next. But right. the, the light situation never varies, you know. So they have that, that backup system, that redundancy that really gives them that true uh, path of what they need to do. Right. Yeah. There's so yeah. much going on in the root system and the leaves, you know, with absorbing it's daylight. Amazing. It's, it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing nature. Really think about it. Yeah. So and, and another thing about Christmas cactus is cacti. Christmas cacti, <laughs> Whatever. Know, the multiple variations of those plants. My mom's neighbor, Barbara, has such huge success with them. And sharing them with other people oh, yeah. is such a rewarding thing. I've actually got one right over my bathtub right now, a really sunny window that I'm trying to root. And yeah. I'll be so excited to see what that thing does. And most of the little sections, you could take just one little section, one little, I forgot mm-hmm. what they call it, the leaflet. little section leaflet, I guess, and put that in the in soil, and it'll grow. Huh? You can put them in... In water, you can put them in the soil. And you know the difference in Christmas cactus and Thanksgiving cactus. If you want to know which one month. you've got. Well, if you <laughs> want to know the way you can tell by the leaves, oh. the Christmas cactus are, are, are not as sticky. They are not don't have as many um, little no, you know the little things that stick out. Yeah. Where the um, the Thanksgiving cactuses have got little several more prickly. little. Yeah. Well, not really prickly. You know what I'm talking about. The little things that stick out the side. So, are there any differences in colors though? Or I mean, can oh I have yeah, a, they're all different colors. But I could have a red Thanksgiving and a red Christmas. Oh yeah, cactus absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Very nice. Very good. Fun. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Taking your calls all throughout North Georgia, Metro Atlanta area. We talked to Sylvia and Al Ferretta. Hi, Sylvia. Hey. Oh. 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 That was my bad. Hi. I Sil- wanted to try an amarilla this year, but I need to know how to care for it so it will rebloom next year. Great question about keeping an amaryllis. And so many people give those as gifts around this time of year for Christmas. So tell Sylvia what she needs to know, guys. The easiest thing is just to make sure you leave it up after it blooms. Leave that, um, the... uh, the leaves up it'll it'll have these long strappy leaves leaves those those up just keep watering it fertilize it makes a nice looking house plant or you can put it outside after it gets warmer put it out there uh keep it watered keep it fertilized the bigger and happier it is the better bloom it's going to have the next year and then in september quit quit watering it let it die down i usually put mine in the utility room somewhere where it's dark i quit watering it i don't do anything and then i put it back out about i think i usually do it like the first of november or something like that i'll put it back out and then it'll come back out but it needs that period that rest period so when when do we know christmas is over and all of that and to, to put it outside when do we know how to after to do it and when it gets warm okay i mean there's some of them they'll go outside and go in the ground mm-hmm. But if you, you need to wait until it warms up because it's not used to that cold, so you could bloom. But it's not going to bloom at Christmas if you do that because that sets it. That you're you're giving it an artificial um, period in order to get it to bloom then. And I will just say, hey, I'll give the counter to this. I I have uh, encountered many amaryllis bulbs that have found their way to my house one way or another. And, you know, after a while, it's like, okay, I'm going to get around to planting that. Mm-hmm. And you don't. Mm-hmm. And it stays outside. And, I, and I'm and i speaking of one over these last yeah. 24 months that was given to me, and it stayed outside. 
it never went anywhere. It stayed in its little metal container on its side, oh. 100% ignored. Mm-hmm. And it bloomed its heart out, mm-hmm. and it came back. When did it bloom? Um, gosh, Mickey, I don't know. I mean, not in the cold, but... Yeah, usually they'll yeah. they'll bloom in like April or May or yeah. something like that after they've. Got but I was just saying it was just like super oh, resilient. Yeah, easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's no now now it's no longer alive for uh-uh. one reason or another. I don't oh, remember, no. but it was surprisingly <laughs> yeah for that much it, for being ignored that much. I was surprised at how bulletproof it really was. And we've got some beautiful ones at Pike now, so be sure and come in and look at them and. We'll tell you how to do them. So, Sylvia, once you've got that down, you can give them as gifts and give other people the great advice. Right. And they can either be done in water or in pebbles, or they can put it be done in soil. Hmm. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you so much for the call. And are, are paper whites about the same? Walter tends to give us paper whites every Christmas. But paper I... whites are a one-time shot. Okay. Usually. I mean, sometimes people put them out, but oh. usually they don't. Womp, do. womp. Yeah, I think I, think I moved that outside. I don't remember where. I mean, there's something and they outside. May, they so. may make it, but usually they don't. Okay. All right. All right. Up next, we go out to Winder, Barrow County. Good morning, Margaret. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. What can we do for you? Okay. I am just not a gardener by nature, but I yearn to be one in my <laughs> retirement age. And so what I need to find <laughs> out is, what do I do with my cannas, which they're they're pretty thick right now, I have three that still have blooms on them, but they're all pretty green. But the bloom, you know, the blooming is is just about gone. That's number number one. Three questions. Number two, if I cut just cut them back, can I just put pansies where they're not in the same bed? I don't know how you'd like double do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can plant. You know. Um, different flowers for the seasons you know what i'm saying right and then i've also put out knockout roses this year and i really haven't pruned them i don't know how to prune them and i don't know how to take care of them but right, but right now they look really good i just don't know what to do from there so my cannas planting uh things around the cannas for winter and knockout roses Those i think Questions. I think Margaret, you're off to a good start being yeah. somewhat of a beginning gardener. Those are those are pretty easy things to take care of. I've had canna lilies now for about three or four years. I've got them planted in a bed around a um, pine tree. Now, granted, mine don't get as much sun as I would like for them to get. Mine don't bloom, but still, they grow tall, they grow healthy. So, right about now would be the time that I would go ahead and cut those down. And you'll just kind of know even after if we have one more frost they'll kind of start to just lay over and it's not going to harm them. Just go ahead and cut them down to the ground. I put, I pile pine straw over them to keep them from freezing over the winter. Fortunately, knock on wood, we haven't had too harsh of winters the last couple of years and they've, they've made it back, but it is going to be tricky to plant something in that same spot. Mickey, you started to speak up to that. The only thing is you can't plant it over it. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what you, you can't plant them over uh, uh, cannas. I don't think. One of the things I will tell you is in the spring when they get too thick, you need to divide them because they'll quit blooming if you don't. Um, But you could plant around the edge. I think that would be fine. Okay. And what I do, too, is I use pine cones as markers, you know, where where they are. So that way, if you want to plant around them. And real quick, we've got about another minute with the knockout roses. My basic, basic thing is always around Valentine's Day is when I do the major pruning. That's easy enough to remember. 
Um, you can they're so forgiving. You can prune them and clean them up and tidy them up even right now. Oh, you know yeah. if they're coming over the walkway or whatnot. But cut them back to at least I would say ten to twelve inches off I the cut ground. Them back, yeah, at least that. Yeah, next to nothing. Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll continue to have success with those. And always beware of pests. And uh, what's the little green worm that saw uh, sawfly? Is yeah. That the little guy that lives underneath the leaves, little green kind of yeah. worm. Yeah. Rose crawler, rose sedge uh, rose. Uh, not rose, rose something. It is the soft. It's the sawfly larvae. Yeah, yeah. But, but so, it's rose slug. Rose okay, slug, rose slug. Yeah. So you'll you'll find that to be kind of a common pest with knockout roses. But fortunately, you'll mm. be able to combat that in the springtime with the right. Yeah, it's a, just a one season and one generation. Uh, insects. So if you kill them, then you won't have it the rest of the summer. Perfect. All right, Margaret, I hope we helped you out. Thank you. And call us anytime. You know where to find us, especially for beginning gardeners. This is a great show to be able to learn. 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca, Lawn and Garden Show. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. We're going to start with a quick check of the weather brought to you by Ackerman when Security Systems. You've heard Brad Nitt saying a 30% chance of rain around Metro Atlanta today, an overnight low of about 60. The high today will reach in the mid-70s, mostly cloudy skies tomorrow, about 78 degrees, no chance for rain, much better, low of around 60. Brad Nitt's complete forecast coming up for you in less than 10 minutes here on WSB. We have another minute or so, so Mark and Freddie, hang on, we're going to take your calls plus others. We've got another half hour to go, 404-872-0750. Just in this minute or so, I've got Mickey Gasway, Joe Lample in the studio. And Joe, tell folks that want to be out and about in the gardens this weekend, I mean, such a big vegetable gardener you are as well, what are just a couple of things that folks should be looking to do this weekend? Well, gosh, if they have a vegetable garden, they're prop- if they have a vegetable garden, they're hopefully harvesting right now because Things are exploding at my house. Oh, Vicky, Vicky's sticking her tongue <laughs> out Vicky's. at me. Yeah, no, but I, I will just say this. if you, for, Let me speak to the people that don't have a vegetable garden that live in the Atlanta area in the fall. You need to because it's a plants thrive here in this climate, and you don't have the pests, you don't have the diseases, you don't have the humidity. It's pleasant, and you get all the stuff that doesn't grow in the summertime, and it looks great. I wonder if so many people are worn out from their summer gardens. Probably. I, don't I bet the they are. Do a fall garden, but so rewarding, right? It is so rewarding. What but are you I can harvesting? Imagine. Just a couple things. Kale, lots of kale, lettuce, uh, peas, spinach. Um, Cauliflower? Not yet. Oh. Uh, not yet. Another couple weeks. All right. Very. The rabbits are, cut, are harvesting man yeah, or whatever it is. for us. All right, we'll be back in just under 10 minutes. We're going to take a quick check of news, weather, and traffic. Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves on Lawn and Garden. We'll be back. Stay tuned. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your Lawn and Garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Well, hey there. 835 in the studios of News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I almost did not talk in time for the music to run out. That would have been awkward. <laughs> hey, we're having a good time. Ashley Frasca in studio sitting in for Walter Reeves today. We've got Joe Lample. 
Growing a Greener World and Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery. And it's nice to have you live in the studio instead yeah. of talking to you on the phone. It's fun to be here. We've got you live here. So the Pike's pick is actually one for everybody this weekend. It's hard to pick just one, so they've picked a lot. It's the clearance sale. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And there's so many things on it. I couldn't even begin to tell you what it is, but... Um, even pansies are on sale and everything. There's furniture, there's uh, pottery, tree, certain trees, roses. All the roses are 50% off. Uh, so there's some great stuff on here. Japanese maples are on sale. So just come in. We're trying to, we've got to clear the, the floor so we can have room for the Christmas trees, which are coming in soon. So right. that's, that's what we're doing. And men and children, let me help you out here, too. A lot of, if not all, of the bird feeders mm-hmm. and things, I'll, bird houses are 20% right. off. So go ahead and get a Christmas gift, gift this weekend. Why not? You that's, just have to find a place to hide it. That's exactly right. So, yeah, bird food, feeders, houses, 20% off. And uh, also, I was so disappointed. Last weekend, Eucharist, this plant that we've just mm. really talked up, like coral bells, Yes. Beautiful. Almost reminded me of... Um, oh, you said um, Colias. Yeah, Colias. Yeah, yeah, because it's just the many colors and things like that. They were 20% off. They were the Pikes Pick last weekend. Failed to go last weekend. <gasps> but guess what? They were still on sale this week. So like Good I said, among you. pansies and other things, you know, some, some plants are also discounted so very exciting yeah just have to come in and see so to see more details on that and also the classes and upcoming events what's the website pikenursery.com and classes yeah we've got a class coming up on the end of the end of the month 25th it looks like um and it's on williamsburg wreaths and it's a fun class we have the same people that come back year after year to do this class you have to register online and there is a fee but it is so much fun and the the wreaths are just beautiful they're like della Robbia wreaths with with fresh fruits and, and they're beautiful they really are it's so, so fun to do it is we yeah. mom and i did it a few years <clears throat> ago and have, have always meant to go back but i hung the wreath up above the mantle until it kind of started you know the needles fell off but then i moved it out to the front door and it still stayed yeah if you put it outside instead of putting them inside they'll last until new year just missed it yeah. every now and then yeah that's it's such cool. a fun class it all, fun. all of the classes most of them <clears throat> are free but all of them are so much fun at pike as mickey mentioned this one's a little bit of a fee but well worth it oh absolutely you're it's given fun. all the supplies and materials yes. and everything you need yeah so perfect But be sure and sign up ahead of time because there is a maximum number we can do and follow Walter on Twitter as well, at Walter Reeves. And every weekend we tell you what the Pike's Pick is. We give you pictures of things that uh, people have contacted Walter about, different issues or plant identifications, that kind of thing. Also, at the beginning of the show, guys, we were talking about um, how I had stumbled across SmokyMountains.com and their fall foliage prediction map. Uh, I was up in the traffic helicopter on Thursday afternoon, and just from the eye in the sky, noticing things, you know, the leaf turn wasn't as brilliant as I would have thought for right, right. now, being right around Halloween. Um, so according to this uh, this prediction map, which is actually, I guess, pretty spot on, the peak for North Georgia happened right around October 31st up through about yesterday, mm. and it still seems kind of late, doesn't it, for, for the yeah. leaves? They haven't turned yeah. yet. I seem to recall that last year, though, too. It seemed like, you know, there really wasn't anything going on, and then all of a sudden it was brilliant. Well, we were at Gibbs Garden um, the day before yesterday, and it was beautiful there with the 
um, the Japanese maples and everything, the bright colors. It was pretty there. Up in ball ground, Yeah, right? so oh, there's a little gorgeous. bit north of here. That's a nice thing <clears> to do, too. Uh, you know what just made me think of changing leaves and different colors and things? Lee called earlier in the show, almost an hour ago. Lee, I hope you or your friends are still listening. He was trying to identify this bright red tree that he thought was really pretty wasn't sure that it was a maple he described the bark was pretty distinctive too so just throwing it out there what might people be seeing now that that are that brilliant you thought chinese elm right maybe and that i didn't hear the red part as much as the other but uh, especially the bark that was what and i'm sick and where it was planted that's where they're using those yeah it's all like in a hospital yeah because lot. it was in was, cultivation yes and we're seeing them yeah. so much so i was before bark. i heard i missed that part i was thinking out in the woods i was thinking well maybe it's sourwood oh yeah you know that would be a bright red mm-hmm. you'd notice that one and I it's not a giant it. tree either so i yeah. think that one would make sense but because it's next to a building it makes me think it was chinese elm. yeah i think so nice mm-hmm. i mean there's I so guess. much that people are trying to identify this time of year you know it's different color leaves for such a short period of time trying to figure out what you're looking at yeah take some pictures and send it into walter that's yep. a great way to get it out yeah actually visit walterreeves.com mm-hmm. and reeves is r-e-e-v-e-s and right over to the right side of the page there's a name that plant and you can mm-hmm. submit a photo you do have to sign up for a little free account but you can submit a photo and if not walter the whole um community of gardeners will help you identify you know what you're looking at and what you've got and there's a lot of knowledge exchange that way and also joe gardner your facebook page i mean my gosh the conversations and that's that's Mm. throughout the whole country too oh yeah that's a really active group the joe gardner group on facebook is that's fantastic that's such a great group lots of passionate gardeners that conversation just never stops and that's that's a good thing so we don't want you to have to go to social media this morning though we want your focus to be on just relaxing listening to the radio drinking a cup of coffee so we're here for you and answering your questions all morning every saturday walter's been doing this for 20 plus years 404-872-0750 is the number you still have time to jump in and get your lawn and garden questions answered by myself mickey gasway and joe lample and freddie hey freddie Freddie, you've been so patient up in Crawfordsville. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi. We caught you off guard. Thanks for thanks for waiting, though. What can we do for you? Okay. I was telling her, my scum dying in Muscadine, uh, we didn't get any, uh, didn't bear anything this year. Last The last two years, it did pretty good. So I was wondering if there's a way, uh, something I need to do, because I put some uh, miracle growth around it. Uh, only thing I haven't done was like trimmed it back. You know, when is a good time to trim it back to, and how far should I trim it back? Because right now it's like a blanket is spread, you know, and they was like combining with one another, but I separated them. So I'm hoping I didn't damage them. This was like two years ago. So that's my question. Uh, how far away did you separate them? Because they do most, some of the muscadines do have to have a pollinator. There's some of them that are, are just females and some of them are, um, um, are self-fertile. So I wonder yeah. if you, when you said you separated them, that made me wonder if you, I don't know. Okay. Now, what I mean by separating, I had the muscadines and the scavenines. They was like growing into intertwining with one another, the vines and everything. Oh, oh okay. No, that's and, not it. Then. And so what I did was I just cut it about, uh, I said about a foot away from each other. Yeah. No, that you know, that would still be close enough so that it didn't matter. That would be close enough for them to get their pollen. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so and also, you know, like this, this, uh, the the long limp, the the, the, the limbs, they're hanging down on the ground. So should I cut them back up to the the wire? Uh, you know where they 
the major for muscadines at least the major time to prune them freddie is in february dormant season yep and and i've noticed that uh, the uga extension office they will provide you a great manual of it because it it can be a daunting task with everything intertwined like that um if you call 1-800-ASK-UGA-1 the the number one on the end they'll provide Mm -hmm. you with free literature on how to how to prune those properly you wait till february but once you get on that regimen and kind of prune them up and you're doing fine by fertilizing and then you'll you'll notice a, a boost in your yield wouldn't you guys say oh yeah yeah annual pruning is key during the dormant season to keep the wood productive and I, it sounds like if you haven't done that that's certainly the first yeah. thing i would mm-hmm. do but as ashley said it's a little more daunting than we can explain how to do it mm-hmm. right here because there's a technique to it but there's some good online information i'm sure on how to do that but that's my hunch is for you to go in there and make sure you're doing some good update on the annual pruning to get that fruiting wood kickstarted yeah, again uh, that handout is great on those because it shows you exactly where to prune to what what node to prune to and everything it makes it much well easier. thank you guys so much and uh, like i said first time caller and uh, sorry i miss mr walter but you guys have a great one and a beautiful thanksgiving thank you, too. you thank well, you Freddie. good to hear from you again that number is 1-800-ASK-UGA-1 the extension agents are there for you to help you and they're not reinventing the wheel they already have all this literature on fruit trees and grapevines and all kinds of stuff so you want to take advantage of that up next out to brazil Good morning, Randy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? Great. How can we help? Um, just curious. We've got uh, six green giant arboritas. They're about 12 foot tall. And four of them are two years old, and the other two are about a year old. And we just come back from vacation, and the insides of them have turned brown. And the leaves, when you touch them, they, they kind of fall off. And just curious of what has happened to them. Would that be a water issue with the leaves just dying and falling off like that? Or it could be it could mm-hmm. be fungal. Mm-hmm. Um, not. Sh- I think it's probably more disease than anything in the inside. I'm gonna have to look into that. It's either Cercospora. I think is that the one. I think that's the one that's on the inside. That I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I don't have a computer. But um, there's one of them that starts from the inside and goes out. And yeah. um, and then, but sometimes if it's something, and I don't think that's true with green giant. Sometimes with the emerald arborvitaes, they shade themselves out on the inside. If you continue to cut something and keep the outside like a shell, then you shade out the inside, and that'll make it turn brown. And that's I don't, well, I don't that's think that's true with the the green giant as much. I was just going to say, anytime you have you know dense foliage, mm-hmm. you're going to have because the light isn't going to get to the interior. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some of that anyway. Yeah. Uh, but if this is different than the past, then I usually the green that. giants are a little more open, and mm-hmm. so they they'll get light. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it could be fungal, but um, that would be my guess. I don't, uh, a week ago, before we left, they looked great. They were nice and green, and I didn't know if it was from the cold weather we had had the previous week. Have done it. So would a fungus work that fast in just a that week? That seems fast to me. I don't know. Whether uh, you know, again, I, I'm i not sure of what I'm about to say as far as this being the problem, but I'm going to tell you, just sometimes when you have a sudden change in the temperature, it triggers biological stimuli in the plant to do something different. And in this case, maybe it's pushing out some of that that old those old needles and dropping mm-hmm. them off to try to rejuvenate or thin itself out. I notice a lot of times there's um, 
relationships between the change in the temperature sure. and what happened, physiological changes to the plant or the tree based on sudden changes in the temperature. And this could be indicative of that. That's why you're seeing it happen so quickly because we've just recently had some very cold yeah. temperatures, probably why, why, you, why you were gone. So that's just maybe a hunch. I'm going to look into that yeah. and report back in a minute if I can. And close observation, I mean, good for Randy being on the lookout there. Aren't they? They're susceptible to canker, too. So you'd really have to yeah. look carefully mm-hmm. along the branches and make sure that that's not the issue. But that's kind of would, obvious. Yeah, I don't think it would have done that. So, well, Randy, so. we will stay tuned until 9 o'clock. Well, I'll stay tuned after that. You can listen to Dave Baker. But we're way more entertaining. So stay through <laughs> the break. We're going to see. <laughs> we're gonna and see humble, you. too. <laughs> We're going to see if Joe can't find you the answer. Thanks for the call, Randy. And John from Hampton, don't go anywhere. We're going to take you as the last call of the show. We're going to step out for news, weather, and traffic, but we'll be back. I'm Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. This is Lawn and Garden, WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. The basics in the weekend weather that you need to know. A 30% chance of rain today, 76 degrees. Tomorrow's great, 78 degrees. No chance for rain, so much better. Brad Nitz will have your complete and accurate weather forecast coming up in less than 10 minutes. Of course, we are followed by Dave Baker and the Home Fix-It show. He's only on till 11.30, gets preempted for about half an hour for the UGA tailgate. And then 3.30 kickoff, UGA versus South Carolina. Lots of excitement after last week's huge win over Florida. And I think... Mickey, you had something you wanted to say. Roll Tide. Uh, uh, the number <laughs> one team in the really? country. So <laughs> LSU tonight at 8. Yep. That's exactly right. So pay attention, Georgia fans, to what Alabama's doing. We're more than That's likely right. going to see them at the beginning of December in I the think SEC we probably championship will. game. So Mickey and I probably won't speak for just, just a couple <laughs> just of days. A while. It's just temporary. So, um, Joe, we had yeah. a couple of things we wanted to follow. Oh, uh, go dogs. <laughs> Good job, Jason. So we had a couple of things we wanted to follow up on. Yeah, First with yeah, Randy yeah. and his, uh, his Green Giant. Okay, so I'm I'm going back to my original thought, uh, and I think I've confirmed that with a few folks. And I think it's just the normal leaf drop that happens with a lot of these evergreens at this time of year. They just tend to drop a lot of their foliage. Shannon Carpable is a friend of mine who chimed in there, and she also jumped in along with Hardy Kaplan, who both talked about the red foliage on the tree we were trying to identify. And they, I think they're right on this, and they think it's Chinese I pistache. So and I, I, I have to agree with that. Very good. All right, John. So thanks, you guys. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we love feedback during the show. John from Hampton, we'll get to you in just a minute off the air. Question about ryegrass. Never enough time. Three hours is never enough time to be with you guys on a Saturday morning. It's been fun. I've been Ashley Frasca filling in for Walter Reeves. He's fine. Just taking a Saturday off. And Joe Lample, where can folks find you? Growingagreenerworld.com and joegardner.com, too. That's a fun and active place to go. More like blog and stuff, too? Yeah, podcast, too. Big podcast Nice. And Mickey Gazaway, always a pleasure. Where can folks find you? At pikenursery.com. They'll be tracking you down (laughs) on the internet, on the World Wide Web. That's right. Don't forget about the clearance sale this weekend at Pike for two more days today and tomorrow. 20 to 50% off various things throughout the store. Totally worth going in. It's been a pleasure. I'll be back with you Monday morning for Atlanta's Morning News and Triple Team Traffic. Have a great day.